to like I'd either binge eat or not eat at all because yeah. it was a way of trying to control the situation I felt was out of my control. Put up this shield of yeah. So what? In fact, I was bothered. If I call myself that, then when when other people call me fat, it doesn't bother me now. Or what I always wanted to remind you is that just how you don't see me as um, the like chubby cheeked mixed race girl or the chubby cheeks. Yeah, that's what I get. Or flat face. Or flat face. Yeah. up everyone we're back for another mental health gym podcast back at gym again i never thought i'd be saying that every yeah. saturday love you yeah two two weeks in a row at gym i know yeah. get in lad i know i can't you know what i'm gonna have mates of mine phoning me up thinking i've gone nuts and like, oh damn what's going on you're at gym again what's happening but you're gonna enjoy this one because we're gonna talk all about comfort food comfort food there is nothing better than comfort food is it well do you reckon it's good or bad for you? Oh, well, this is the thing, I think, when it when it comes to mental health and comfort food, sometimes it can be bad, can't it? It can be a little bit, you know, you, you can eat too much, you can eat too little, you can eat, you know, one thing over and over again. What about you? I'm in, on the fence with it, as I think comfort food, if we mean it in the sense of, like, do you know when you go home... Um, to your mum's or your dad's and you get like a nice wholesome meal like with mine it's Chinese food at my mum's my dad's great at Italian food and you just feel like oh yeah this is like home food that's good but then if it's comfort food where like I've binged eat in the past like where you're just constantly you can't get enough and you're not enjoying it it's not actually giving you a comfort so I think it's when it's like the home cooked Yep. real food rather than the just shove it in your gob as fast as you can I agree because with me so when I were at a low point I used to for some reason think I've got to have a kebab don't know why it got to a point where I probably wasn't really even enjoying the kebab I know the last one that I had it had been a, lot, a long time in between I didn't eat it all because I didn't feel like I needed to eat it all do you know what I mean and so I sort of get what you're coming from there because I love a proper home-cooked roast dinner. That's one of my favourites. I love pasta, bolognese, lasagna, uh, you know, meatballs. I love that kind of thing. But then all the comfort food, like kebabs and burgers, I tend to have them when I'm stressed out. If I'm having a bad day, if I'm not, if I'm, ah, I'm going to get a takeaway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and... What I'd like to see with you, people always think, because I'm really into fitness and health, that I will have tried to change your diet or reduce what you eat. And, yeah, sometimes I might make swaps or I'll spike you with healthy food and you don't realise. Like what? Well, like, I won't put oil on anything. I never add oil. And then I'll do certain things where, like, making your homemade crumble, I'll look at the kind of crumble you'd normally eat and then make it healthy. Yeah, exactly, and then add some, like, natural sweeteners to it and stuff. No, no. To, to but other than that, yeah. I would never change, other than if it's you abusing yourself. Yeah, so you, you, you can do what they call, like, fakeaways, can't you, where you can fake a takeaway at home. So I know that some people have been doing fake kebabs. So they're getting the mince, they're putting the kebab seasoning in, 
And with that, obviously, the mince that you're getting, you're getting the five percent less fat. You you're putting your seasoning in, they're cooking it in the oven, stick it in on sticking it on top of an onion, all right, and then making it as a kebab. That kind of thing. That's good, but I just think that sometimes with your mind and your mindset, when, and when you're, you're feeling down or frustrated, which, as you know, I've had that this week. I've had a bit of a tough time this week, and I think I said it the other day, I'm going to get a kebab tonight. I, I didn't get one. Yeah. But that's what I want in, in my head. That's what I wanted to do, because it, it, it was sort of a comfort zone. But what were really nice, if you don't mind me sharing, were you then instead come and gave me a hug. Yeah. And you said, oh, no, that'll do me. Yeah. Because and I think that's the whole thing when comfort food can slip onto being dangerous. So, like, I'd either binge eat or not eat at all. Because yeah. it was a way of trying to control the situation I felt was out of my control. But I was actually harming myself more. I wasn't so when, giving myself comfort. When you didn't eat, all right, was, was that because of... You mentally thinking to yourself, I'm going to be better by not eating, or I want to look better, so I'm not going to eat. What what was that all about? Um, well, I think with eating disorders, people always see it as an aesthetic thing, yeah. and for a few people, it might start as you want to look a certain way, but often it's more of an obsession that you don't understand how big you are or small you are. Um, but actually, it's a deeper loss where you feel like, for me, it was. I wanted to not eat so I could waste away so I would be invisible. Right. Because whenever there was problems in the world or going on around me, I always blamed myself. So it was like I wanted to reduce and show people, like, look, I know it's my fault. I'm going to harm myself and I'm just going to waste away as yeah. small as I can so I'm invisible almost. And then, but then obviously, then you also get into that kind of like um, cave girl situation then when you're starving yeah. and your body doesn't know what it's doing so then if, when you do start to eat you can't stop and then you feel guilty so then that's when I'd either purge or take laxatives and everyone who knows about it knows that that doesn't actually help you lose weight anyway I gained weight so when I was bulimic I was the heaviest I've ever been right so even though I wasn't eating all day and then I was binging at night on fairly healthy stuff, what people would think, but it would be like obsessively like huge bags of it because I wanted to almost just punish myself. And the problem is when I was in that obsession, you can't see the way out. Yeah. You just then wake up the next day and feel so guilty. So you start that cycle again. So basically what, what we're sort of saying is, is that with mental health, you've got to extreme ends of it aren't you really you've got the, the end where like yourself where you, you're not eating you're punishing yourself by not having the food and then from, from, for me and then the next extreme where I'm eating for comfort but I'm not eating the right kind of food because you know it's like people they say don't they uh, the classic thing that you see in films when there's a break up they grab the ice cream or the chocolate which I understand that Ice cream and chocolate's not my kind of thing. I would go, I'm having that big fat burger or I'm going to have that big dirty kebab. And I would, I'd sit there and I'd eat it and I'd be like, oh yeah, angry or upset or whatever. But am I really enjoying the food? Yeah, and I always remember, because you've actually got it on your Insta profile, something like the fat kebab man or... Yeah, yeah. And 
it's so weird because you've always seen yourself as fat and that well I've got midders no but <laughs> like you found it weird because I'm the only person you say who's never said you're fat or you're this yeah yeah and it's not even that I'm stopping that that's not how I see you right. I see you as Danny yeah and I don't I don't see those things you see was with me I've always put up this as, as, as I've spoke to you this this it's like sort of a shield so, and I always call back to this this one story that in my childhood sticks in my mind where I'm walking home from school right? there's, there's me and a few lads I'm walking in front and this kid behind me is picking on me calling me fatty blah 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 and it would upset me and I'm walking in front I've got tears in my eyes I think at the time I was probably about 10 or 11 year old and all of a sudden this lad come running up kicked me school bag and it flew out my hand and it landed in some dog poo all right now for whatever reason i don't know but i, I lost my temper and i hit this kid and then me and this other lad then walked off laughing and i got home and i remember i went outside i would chip chips for my dad and my mate because we used to have a fish and chip shop and my dad come out and started shouting saying right get in the house we're at school on phone you beat this kid up and it was all because he called me fat. So because I'd hurt this lad, it changed my opinion of how I should deal with people calling me fat. Because it, it drove me to a point where I got that upset that, that, that I actually retaliated. So from then, I put up this shield of, yeah, so what, I'm fat, I was bothered. If I call myself fat, then when, when other people call me fat, it doesn't bother me now. Do you know what I mean? The only time it bothers me, if I'm honest, is if it's a, a loved one that will say, and they don't say it jokingly. So my mum and dad, my brother and my mates from Barnsley, they all call me Chunk. That's what they, I mean, you've heard it, my dad yeah. say, hey, Chunk, how are you doing? And that's because, again, when I was younger, it's, it's what I wanted to be. I wanted, you know, I wanted people to call me Chunk because that way it's putting up a shield. Uh and I, I've just found going through life, I found it a lot easier doing that. So like with you, when, when I said to you, oh yeah, you know, I'm a fat knacker. Because I always call myself fat knacker, fat kebab man. And you're like, oh, stop putting yourself down. And it's not that I'm putting myself down. It's just, in reality, I, I'm comfortable with what, what I am and who I am. And, uh, and, and that is one of the ways I love about you. Like, we do all sorts of funny TikToks, especially as I'm growing a belly now. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, belly's getting me. But, but all, what I always wanted to remind you is that just how you don't see me as um, the, like, chubby cheeks mixed race girl or the... Chubby cheeks? Yeah, that's what I get. Or flat face. or Flat face? Yeah. Um, like, or... or like I always get called like the Simpsons because I'm mixed race, and but do you know just because <laughs> you, know? you don't see no. so that's why I what I'm saying to you is honest because I don't ever see you as that because to me you're the most amazing person and that's what people can't understand that yeah whilst we kind of put up these labels so I used to have facial dysmorphia which is basically where you've got an obsessive hatred of your face but or of your body it can be. Um, to the point, even now, I often chew my insides on my cheeks because yes. I want them to sink in. And then, well, you do that whenever we start a video. I do. You go. 
I do. I Why chew not? the inside yeah, of my cheeks. Yeah, but you shouldn't do that because you're I'm like... Yeah, but you, you know what? It's like... I mean, obviously I'm going to be biased here because I'm, I'm, I'm head over heels in love with you. And to me, you're the most beautiful thing to walk the planet. Do you know what I mean? That In my eyes, that's what you are. It doesn't matter about the size of your cheeks, but, you know, the, the, the colour of your skin. It's about the person that you are. Uh, you know, and I've got a lot of admiration for you because the, the things that you've dealt with in life, the, the, the mental health issues that you've dealt with, people just on it. It's like that you're just saying about people calling it Simpsons and Flatface and all this. And these are like people close to me as yeah. well. Like I, I was bullied to, well, I was bullied like no matter what, but that's, that. yeah, that was where it started. But then those lighter things I've just said are from people that I know. Yeah. It was a lot worse the bullying. But it's it's like so so uh, it was it was Jazzy's birthday all the week and that's my daughter. Yeah, um, and I was sat talking to your mum. You you potted off doing whatever you're doing, and I said to your mum, "Hey up!" I says, "Look at her. She's a right fat like an owl. She's got a hat belly on her." And your mum was like, "Whoa!" Like looking, and, and I says, "Oh no, I've told her. I says she's bleeding fatter than me now." She's, my, be wearing my bleeding t-shirt soon and your mum were like oh Danny I, I don't think you should be uh, say, saying that to Sophie it might upset her and I think hopefully obviously I've spoke to you about it I do say to you look at bloody size at belly you've got, you got fat shelf here and all this yeah. and I, I think it's, with a rich, it, it just depends doesn't it on who's who's saying saying it in a certain way that people are saying things so like I said you know like mum and dad will say hey up fat lad hey up chung I know that the, the that's they're just calling me that because that's what I've been brought up with and that's how I wanted to be called. So it doesn't offend me. So like when I'm saying to you, come on, chums, let's go, let's get out. It's not meant in a a, a nasty way, but sometimes when, you know when people are ridiculing you, and yeah. that the whole thing then with, with with mental health, it then you know food plays, and this is why this is such a good topic to talk about. First off. It plays such a part in everybody's life. No matter what you're doing, we all need to eat. We all need to have food. So, for, you know, Christmas, it brings families together. You've not seen families, loved ones. You've not seen Uncle Idiot for years. You know, you're like, oh, God, he's here. Look, he's turned up for to keep free meal, that lad. You know what I mean? And, and then it's a conversation around the table. All right? Then you've got, like, what we've just discussed, people that don't want to eat food, people that eat too much food. Then you've got people that can't afford to eat food. And all of this, no matter what you're doing, plays a part in your mental well-being, be it making you happy at Christmas seeing people, be it sad because you can't afford food for your family, be it you've got a disorder, an eating disorder, be it you're suffering from depression and you're stuffing your face. So no matter what we do each day, every time we have a bite to eat, that's having an impact on our mental well-being that's how I feel about it anyway yeah and I think as well whether you're from it's like with money if you're from a time of scarcity so you've had it where you've not had a lot yeah. you can then overspend or overindulge and yeah. and the same with food I think if people have always struggled around it you can then overindulge in it or just avoid it all yeah. completely so you can say like I remember this money coach saying you'll you're still in poverty mindset do you know where you're like you're not you're working all the time because you're worried that you might not make ends meet, even if that's not the situation anymore. 
and you've got a full-time job and yep. you're still doing that life because that's what you were brought up doing. And it's getting yourself out of some of its habit, but then obviously some of it needs professional help where you're unpicking it. But I know for me, the biggest tonic, and I know we've got criticism saying how much we've helped each other is it that it's pressure but actually for me it's more because we found absolute love and acceptance yeah. and you could be Danny whatever size Do you know what? it, it's it's like it's not it, like you've just said there about pressure and obviously we've had a few comments from the last video and we will get round to answering some questions on the next one we're going to start taking the questions if you've got any questions pop them on the channel and, and we'll, we'll, and we'll give it our honest view yeah. we're not professionals uh, so that's even better yeah so, but the thing is, is it's like we, we give you, we give people a snippet of our life here, a snippet of what we've been through, what we're going through. Uh, they see different things on your channel, they see different things on my channel, and it's it's just a little snippet of your life. And yeah, you know, we are there to be judged because we are putting it out there. So we are putting ourselves out there for people to watch us, to judge us. All right, but what I'll say is, is you know, don't don't just take little bits and then make your own conclusion. Oh, that's you know because you know ask us a question if you want to know something. Ask us and, and, and we'll tell you. Uh, but can I just say, like on, on the on the food thing, there's been a couple of times when I've been touched by not people's generosity but people's gratitude. So one was. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I, when I worked at Butchers, we did a, a video where we provided Christmas dinner for the homeless people in Leeds, and we went down, we gathered them up, brought them into the market, provided them with a meal, and in there, Malcolm had got a big fridge full of drinks, so he's like... This is the Butchers you yeah, used to yeah. get Get whatever drink you want, boys. Get whatever you want. So this lad says... What do you mean, get whatever you want? He says, I'll just have a bottle of water. He says, well, do you want a can of pop? Do you want a, do you want a Red Bull? Do you, want, do you want this? And he says, oh, no, you, you need to make money on them. Water will do. And I thought, do you know what? You know, they're showing their gratitude there. They're coming in for a, a warm meal and a drink. And, and most people have this perception of the homeless that they would just take, take, take. And then we went out a few weeks ago with the, with the street angels and uh, they did exactly the same thing. They opened up, uh, they give them these two guys, they give them two hot pizzas and they said, take one back and give it to somebody else because we won't eat it all between us. And I just thought, Do you know what? You know, there's people out there that are starving, that want food and they're so grateful for anything they can get. And then also it's like, I always say to me, when you go up to somebody that's almost, and you know, it's great when you see people walk up with a sandwich or a drink or something like that. But before you go in to buy it, just ask them what they want. Because if you're walking up and giving somebody a, a, a beef sandwich, what if they're vegetarian yeah. or vegan? What if they've got an allergy to bread? Do you know what I mean? And I know it's a, a, a gratitude thing, but when it comes to food, again, it's, it's impacting their mental health because they're starving. And then they, they don't want to feel ungrateful, but then they might not eat it because they can't. If, if they, you know, they're gluten if they're intolerant, so it's just like people using their brains around food and around mental health and comforting people. And, and, I, and I think that's, 
like you say, it's what that comfort brings you. If it's just a quick fix and it brings you more damage in the long run, then that's not ultimate comfort food. No. But if it's that homely, I deserve this and I'm treating myself well and like I don't know if you've heard, but I'm big believer in intuitive eating. So basically it's when you you listen to what your body wants. So I'm doing that a lot more now I'm pregnant. Pregnancy has actually helped me to listen to my, what my body wants because otherwise my ADHD brain and my adrenaline on the morning, exercising, I would exercise all day, walk around, do my work, keep going and then crash and then eat. Yeah. Whereas now I'm staggering myself and I'm not saying, oh, I can't eat until I've done five films. I can't, And that's what I used to do. I can't eat until I've done all these yeah, yeah. things. And that's where I think everything messed up with my body, with my periods, with everything. Because yeah. I was trying to control it. It was like I didn't deserve it until I'd finished a certain number of tasks. And even now, since meeting you, I've started to vary what I eat. Yeah. And people who've been in kind of my background when it comes to the anorexic side of eating disorders, um, and you'll, you'll know from the other side um, whether you have this, but you have like yes and no foods. Yeah. Um, and when I was in an eating disorder hospital, there was like certain things that I had to eat because they were my no foods. But the problem is with being in that hospital environment is it wasn't supportive. So it wasn't, I was just focused on food. It wasn't no. being replaced. Whereas now, whilst I'd say I'd, I'm never recovered, I'd say, I'd, well, I've recovered as much as possible. Um, but with you, since I found like absolute unconditional love, that's helped me recover more than anything yeah. because it's replaced that need to hurt myself because to me, if I hurt myself, I'm hurting you as well. Exactly. And likewise, like, you yeah. keep... Like, I've never gone, Danny, you're not allowed that, you can't have that, don't have that, what are you doing? Oh, you have. I have occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes no, I'll no. just be like... For me, it's because you know that Danny likes a takeaway each week, which we've come to grips with, haven't we? Yeah, Whereas so, so we've I come to grips. I, I, so, obviously, I film right, and I have takeaways, but I don't eat them all. Right, so I, I taste them. I don't eat them. So, on a Saturday, I like to have my own takeaway when I'm sat down in the comfort of my own home, not outside on a table and chair. So, I sit down, have my own takeaway and chill out. And you found it at first. You were like, are you having takeaways? Yeah. What's going on? I'm like, look, I'm, it's just a mental thing in my head that I have to do because it's something I enjoy a takeaway. But when I do, I don't always eat it. So it's like, so I'll, I'll tell you what's happening. So today, we're going out for a meal with my mum and it's a Chinese. But that's not a takeaway for me. That ain't a takeaway. So tomorrow night, I'll be having a takeaway for yeah. this week's takeaway. But do you know what I've come But she'll be saying, well, it's you've had all this fatty Chinese food and you've had all this... But it's not. It's it's it, and this is it. So it, sometimes your your mental brain plays so such a big part in your life, in your decision making, in what you're doing, and sometimes I don't know what it is, but it's, and I need to have it to have that relaxing feeling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I need to have that time where I'm like, oh, this is it. I've, I've had my food delivered. I can chill out. I can relax. I can watch a bit of telly. There's no worries going on. Oh, yes. Yeah, but what I've noticed is that you haven't found takeaways that are as enjoyable. So you keep getting yeah. let down, haven't you? Because, oh, yeah. Because well, I think because before it was more of a, like, I need to do this. 
and now you're like, I really want to enjoy this because you don't yeah. do it as often. But the other thing as well is, is with the takeaways, I'm always, now most of the time at weekends, we spend over at yours. So my usual takeaway places, they're going out of business. They're done. One of them, since I've been with you, because we look back, didn't we, and we look back on, on, like, your app. Yeah, on my Uber app and on my, my app for the, the local place where I get my kebabs and stuff. And the amount that I used to buy to comfort myself was just unreal. And it wasn't just Saturdays then, was no, it? No, no, it, it, it could. I, I've been honest and said at one point it was every night at week. Every night at week I'd be having takeaways because I just couldn't be bothered to cook, I couldn't be bothered to do out. So I'd get in, I'd see it at kids, they, they'd have the tea, I'd make them a little bit of summer sometimes. But if I'm honest with you, something like my daughter, she said at one point, Dad, I'm sick of takeaways. Yeah. You know, for a kid to say I've had enough of McDonald's, do you know what I mean? It just shows. And it. even George now, so he likes to. I like to cook. Yeah. Like, again, this is a weird thing though, because I love cooking for you and I love making you nice stuff. Yep, but I will noodles. never. <laughs> I will never make myself that nice food. Yeah. It's only but it's weird for you. because we do it for each other, don't we? Yeah. So and it's like I, I, I was just sat in in office earlier on with Esther, and when you nipped out doing whatever you were doing, floating about, and uh, I, I was saying to her that I'd, I'd so I like. I've got a, one of those multi-cooker, pressure cooker things. And I chucked in like three tins of tomatoes, sweet corn, green beans, carrots, onions, mushrooms. And then I chucked in curry powder, garam masala, chicken tikka, chilies, banged it on. And it, and it smelled absolutely gorgeous. But I couldn't have it because I put devil's food in sweet corn. And uh, you polished it off, didn't you? Oh, you said it was really nice. I had nice. a whole slow cooker pot full. It was so cool. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's so like, that would, I, that's what I'd say would that be is a good comfort, comfort food. food. Well, that's what you said. And then, like, I've started with your, with, with the little bubba. So in the morning, Sophie likes baked beans and egg. So I, I got one of those microwave pots and I put beans in, cracked two eggs in, whisked it up, banged it in microwave. And she a thinks bit it's of best t- thing since Tabasco sliced bread. to take on the yeah. go. Best thing since sliced bread for her. That's comfort food. Yeah. And that's, you know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. And so. this is where I think your comfort food is good. Like now I've worked, worked out, because obviously in my brain, eating out can be difficult. Eating takeaways can be difficult. Um, because, again, that social surrounding of food I found challenging. And at first, I did have a bit of a meltdown over Christmas because everything we were doing, going out for meals, I yeah, thought, yeah. I think I started crying, got panicky yeah. about one meal out, and how about it was going to TGI Fridays, and I was getting so worked up yeah. about You didn't want to come at one point, I, did I you? I was like, oh, I can't, I can't socialise at the same time as eating, and I can't be in that and just eat, because even now I do stuff to distract myself whilst I'm eating. Um but then I think we found a nice hybrid because, like, I enjoy it now when I see you enjoying food. So when you yeah. enjoy, whether it's been me cooking something for you or, well, I get the most pleasure out of that. But also when you're eating a takeaway and you're actually enjoying it. Yeah. Because to me, that is good comfort food then, rather than it just being a kind of, I've got to eat this to try and fix yeah, yeah, something yeah. where I feel a bit yeah. broken. But then it's things like, hey, oh. Hey, oh, microphone's off. It was either the mic or Danny on his little poof chair that yeah. we're going to fall off. One of us were going to go, so bear with us. Um, but we are off to Chinese buffet tonight, and so that's my ideal food because then I'm not stuck on what I have to have. No. Um, and again, it's just what you've been brought up around, and that's why, like I said to Danny, I don't like loads of condiments and stuff. Yeah, I'll hold it, love. Don't I'll hold worry. it, love. Don't worry. I've got my hand on it. You've got it. 
Yeah. So if it's a bit rickety now, it's Mike. I'm sorry, guys, because it's uh, it's this office that she's she's got us in here. This 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 podcast room. She's not gone all out. She's been a bit cheap, haven't you? <laughs> This is our Sparkle Studio. Sparkle Studio, Sparkle. Posh board. Oh, now I'm. Look, now you're banging it. The editors in the other room, so we're we're left to his own devices. But anyway, on that note, we best go because we've got to get ready for his Chinese buffet, haven't we? We have. What's on the menu for you? Comfort food. (laughs) What is comfort food there? Comfort food is something that I think after this chat. Is something that makes you feel home, warm, comfortable, and not something that you feel you've got to have. It's something that just makes you feel good, brings back memories. That's what it is. Definitely. So, yeah, so if you've got any questions, drop them in. All right, we'll get round to them next week. We'll and each week we'll be answering because we'll be doing this yeah. every week as well. So we'll, we'll be here. It's red hot in here. All right, she's got some heater behind me that's making me on fire. I won't have to hold this microphone next week because I'm going to bolt it down with with nuts and bolts. So, but yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. See you soon, guys.